welcome to this latest episode of Riding the Wall, uh, where this week you're just getting one half the tag team champions of the podcast world. My boy Justin is on location, on vacation down in Florida, uh, soaking in that great Florida sun. Um, gotta say I'm a bit jealous, quite a bit jealous. Even though it is 75 and sunny here in Indiana, we're getting some of that Canadian fog, smog stuff, whatever it is, wildfire smoke, uh, whatever that's all about. But uh, we're getting some of that up here, but he's down there enjoying that. Can't tell you exactly where he's at. Um, he's down there with his family, so I don't want all the girls on the beach running up to him, you know, wanting autographs, selfies, and all that stuff. It kind of puts a hamper on the on the old family vacation, so. Um, but he is down there enjoying that well-earned vacation, so hopefully he's enjoying that, living it up. Um, as for me, I, I've been down all week. I've been sick. Wasn't quite sure if I was even going to get a podcast out this week, but uh, I'm on the back end of being sick. I don't I don't know what I had. I actually tested myself for COVID. Thought I might have had COVID, but uh, the test come up negative, so that's good. Um, just I don't know, just a 24-hour bug or something, but sore throat, just joints aching i don't know i was just bad for about a day but um so that took up tuesday wednesday had a lot of work built up thursday now it's friday so we're getting this out a little bit later than what uh, what we what we like to but we're still getting it out there i'm getting better so if i sound a little funny that's probably why um, so getting better just in time for the weekend um also, this week, Sunday, here in two days, Father's Day. So, happy Father's Day to, to all the dads out there. My dad, happy Father's Day, uh, father-in-law. My son is a father now. He's got a two-year-old, so he's his second year as celebrating Father's Day on the on the dad side of it. So, uh, so I know he's looking forward to that. It's, it's special, so... Uh, all these little, all these Father's Days that you get when they're young, they accumulate and they, they remember that when you get older, bud. So they'll they'll pay you back with some good gifts later on down the line, when when you can just sit back and grill out and enjoy for them and and uh, they remember. So so live it up, enjoy it while they're young, because it, it will come back. So happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Hope you can grill out do whatever makes you happy just lay around be lazy if you want to you know it's 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 your day dad so enjoy a few cold ones whatever your favorite beverage is and uh, just enjoy it so again happy father's day so what we got this week don't have much to cover so it shouldn't be might not be too long of an episode i don't know but uh, unless i start rambling so i have been known to do that a few times but uh sonoma had a pretty good race at Sonoma. Um, top five, Truex, Kyle Busch, Logano, Busher, Elliott. Pretty good race. Uh, seemed that um, Truex and Bush were kind of the class of the field most of the day. Um, I don't have any replays here handy. I'm just kind of going off of memory. I remember, remember there late in the race, they were just nobody could catch those two guys i think mcdowell had something for them 
Uh, he had some pit issues there late. Kind of cost him a chance at at winning. It definitely cost him a top five. Uh, he probably had. He was. I think he was the only car out there that had something for Truex or Bush. Um, but he just had a had a bad bad pit stop there late, set him back in the field, and uh, he just wasn't able to recover from that. So I feel bad for McDowell on that. He he was looking pretty good most of the day. One thing about Sonoma, I do like that the, um, the we're not stopping and, you know, we're not having that end-of-stage caution. Um, you know, of course, I remember it from back in the day before stage racing, but since we've been stage racing, I kind of lost how that feels, you know, to just race through it, it's, which is kind of odd. I know we had... Um, we had a race a little while back. What was that? Not Coda. I think the medicines are getting to my brain because I can't remember the last road course race we had. Oh well, hell with it. Um, but racing through these stage ends are nice for these road courses. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, I just I just don't like the re-racking on these road courses. Like, just because Coda earlier this year kind of showed us what all the re-racking on this on these road courses are. It's just then you get that one guy back there in fifteenth spot that just wants to to Ross Chastain his way up through the field and and pick up four or five spots, and then guess what? We're gonna re-rack him again. So he just gained four spots. So what's he gonna do? He's gonna bust up through the middle of everybody again and pick up another three or four more spots and then we'll get another caution and he can work his way all the way to the front like that so just racing through the end of these stages is more of what a race is about you know a race is you drop the green flag and and you should just race until the race is over um that's that's what a race is it's it's not really who can who can have the most attrition to get through the race even though that's part of it that's not the main the main focus of the race is who can get from point a to point b the fastest and um with with cutting out these cautions at the end of the stages is kind of getting back to that and and i like it um so i i do look forward to these road courses as far as that goes um you know we'll see another one here in a couple of weeks well, a few weeks here when we go to Chicago. That ought to be interesting. A lot to say about that, but we'll we'll save that for next week. Um, I had a few things here. But this is a little bit different. I'm used to, I'm used to bouncing things off of of Justin, and he's able to bounce things off of me and we do this in a conversation way so to do this by yourself and and we don't have i'm sure it probably shows sometimes but we don't have a script you know we just come in here and rip these conversations off and you're hearing it as it's happening we don't really practice or anything so when you're doing this by yourself you kind of have to have a script so <laughs> this is kind of new I'm, I'm i'm adjusting I, I wrote a few things down here so bear with me um, 
but as far as Sonoma goes, it was, it was a really good race. It's I used to not look forward to Sonoma at all, but that was back when we had two road courses on the, on the schedule. I just didn't look forward to Watkins Glen or Sonoma just because they were the road courses. I'm, I'm more of an oval guy. So, but the a road course shows a better all-around driver. So I, I do kind of look forward to them nowadays as I've gotten older and I can appreciate the total um, the total talent aspect that a driver has to have to be successful on a road course. Um, I do look forward to that now especially now that we've got more than one or two road course drivers out there on the track you know now that we've got a good handful eight or ten guys that could win a road course at any time you know back in the day it used to be maybe two two guys were going to win this thing and and they would always bring in some road course ringers like a boris said that just to run these road courses for guys that could not run a road course um and you knew it was going to happen because it happened every time they went to Sonoma or Watkins Glen. But um, but now we're not like that. We, we've got a good 10 guys that could win a road course at any time. And and like I said, now that I've gotten older, I can appreciate that, that total talent aspect of it. So I kind of look, even though I'm still not, I'm more of an, an oval fan, I can still look forward to these road courses now and appreciate what these guys out there are doing and and they make it look easy so which they should they're at the top of their game you know but um but i can appreciate that so uh points after sonoma let's see we got top five in the points is truex is now the points leader followed by Byron, which that kind of surprises me. I don't really follow the points throughout the year, but occasionally I'll check them from time to time just to see where everybody's at. And William Byron being second in points kind of surprises me because of all the penalties um, and issues that they've had throughout this year. I mean, Hendricks is just... It seems like they've been the storyline all year long for one reason or another. Whether they're winning everything or they're getting penalized for everything, it just seems to always be about Hendricks. And and so for Byron to be second in the points, it shouldn't surprise me, because when they got penalized, they they got their points back. And he is currently tied with Kyle Busch for most wins at three. Um, so yeah, we got Byron in second. Got. Ryan Blaney, third. Ross Chastain, fourth. And the old man Kevin Harvick rounding out the top five. So they're looking pretty strong. Got Chastain and Harvick. Still don't have a win yet. So I think I think one of those two guys, or both, I think both of them will get a win. Chastain is, I don't know. He's kind of questionable. I think... Ever since Big Papa Rick got mad, and uh, and Justin Marks made Ross kind of back off a little bit, he hasn't really been doing normal Ross results. Um, I think he just needs to, if he gets back to where he was as far as his aggressiveness on the track, but just make a little bit better decisions from time to time, like 
Darlington, for example. You know, he had that race. I can't say he had it won, but he was in very good position to win that race. It was either going to be him or Larson. And then he just made the bad decision, took them both out. So, I mean, he could be he could be locked into the to the uh, playoffs right now, but if it wasn't for the decision-making part, you know, so if he can make some better decisions, he's going to be in, you know, and I, I still have faith that Kevin Harvick is going to win at least one race this year. Um, two might be tough just because, and it's not Harvick's ability, obviously. I think it's just Ford. His retirement year happened to be on a Ford down year. You know, Ford's got, what, two wins total on the year. So that's... And then Ryan Blaney and Logano have both of them. So hopefully Harvick can get it. And if he does get that win, celebrate it pretty hard, Kevin. Because it, it may be the last one. I hope it's not. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you go all the way and win the whole thing this year. But... Uh, Every victory, celebrate it like it's going to be the last since this is the last year for you. Um, hope you go out go out on top, brother. Um, got 10 races left in the regular season to get those wins. It's, it's going by fast, you know. It doesn't seem like we should already be at 10 races in the regular season. Obviously, 20 races still left in the year, which is more than half of the year really um so 10 races left in a regular season you're going to be seeing some people like chase elliott alex bowman starting to ramp up the aggressiveness to get those wins to lock themselves in um i i don't know That's a tough question. And this is going to be a question I'm going to pose for Justin next week. Will Elliott make it in if he does not win? Um, I'm looking. Let me see here. I pulled up the points earlier. Uh, yeah. Elliott is 27th in the points right now. At 247 points, 16th place, which is where you got to be to lock yourself in, has 331 points. So that is, I don't know, my math ain't that sharp right now, but it's less than 100. We're saying we're running 85 points, ish. So he might, he might be able to pass a few of these guys. Guys standing in the way between him and 16th place: Eric Almirola, Ryan Priest, Todd Gilliland. Justin Haley, Corey LaJoy, Austin Sendrick, Almondinger, McDowell. So, I mean, that's some pretty good drivers, but I don't see them finishing consistent top five where Chase could has that potential to do that. So he very well could lock himself into the playoffs just off of points. Um, he still has some... Some tracks that he's good at before we get to the playoffs, so he step he definitely has a chance to win. I mean, like I said, he's going to ramp up that aggressiveness. So I think he's going to win one to get himself in. But even if he don't, his his chances are good. 
the odds aren't as good. So that's my take on it right now. He's sitting 27th, and he's got to pick up, what, 11 spots in 10 races? It's possible. It's very possible. Especially someone with Chase Elliott's talent. Um, while we're talking about points, the bubble, to get yourself in the playoffs, you got to be in the top 16. Right now, the 15th spot is Scotty's boy, Bubba, with 354 points. Alex Bowman is 16th with 331, so he's 23 points behind him. And then just just sitting outside looking in is old Daniel Downshift, Suarez, at 328. So he's just a few points behind Bowman. And then 18th spot is Ty Gibbs at 320. So, you know, Bowman is safe right now at 16th spot. Um, and I, that's... I don't know if there's anybody below him with wins that would knock him out of that. Um, don't look to be. So right as of right now, Alex Bowman is safe, but you got a couple right behind him in Suarez and Gibbs that'll be hungry to take that spot, and they're only a few points down. So that bubble is going to start getting interesting here in the next six weeks. Uh, it's definitely going to be the thing to be watching for. You're going to start seeing these guys ramp up the aggressiveness just to get themselves in, lock themselves in, squeak by and get in, whatever whatever they got to do, you know, beg, borrow, and steal to get into the playoffs. You're going to start seeing that here pretty soon. Um, next week, we're going to Nashville. We've, we've only ran here. This will be the third time running, third year. Um, last year, Chase Elliott won. The year before that, in 2021, was Kyle Larson. So this seems to be a Hendrick track. You know, it's a Chevy track. They're all Chevy tracks, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. Not a whole lot of, of information to go off of if you're looking to pick a winner or if you're one of these teams trying to set this car up. You've got a little bit to work with, but, you know, it's not like one of these tracks that you've been going to for years and years. This is... Still a relatively new track, but it seems like Hendrick so far is getting the handle on this quicker than everybody else. Um, oh, one thing I forgot to say when we're talking about Sonoma, I was really hoping that Kyle Busch would get that win. Just because. Nothing against Martin Truex. But I really wanted to see Kyle get that win just so it would be his fourth win on the year and match. Toyota's total for the year. Well, you know that that would really have to piss off Toyota because obviously I don't know the the ins and outs of how you know um, Gibbs lost Kyle Busch to Chevy. Obviously he does, and there's probably more to the story than we know. But um, from a fan's perspective, obviously everybody has what they think and feel. I think that. Uh, and I've said this before on past episodes that I I feel like Joe, Grandpa Joe, just let him go so he could put Ty in the car and use the can't find a sponsor as a way, as an out. Um, so that's I wanted to see, I, and I think Toyota did not want him to go. Obviously, 
You know, it's like Chevy would not want to let Jeff Gordon go or a Jimmy Johnson or or Dale Earnhardt or a you know, a Chase Elliott or anybody like that go if they can help it at all. So um I think they're there was probably a little bit of a rift there between Toyota and, and Grandpa Joe, but I don't know that for sure. That's just me speculating. I could be totally wrong about it. But um, I was... It's got to be a kick in the nuts. I was hoping it would be a kick in the nuts for Kyle Busch to win that race and just... Um, to tell Grandpa Joe and Toyota, hey... You know, the Chevy ride's pretty nice. You know, I've I've already matched your all's win total. Um, so that's that's what I was hoping the headlines would say Monday, but but Truex ended up getting it, and which brought Toyota up to five, and and kept Kyle Busch down at three. But um, I don't think Kyle Busch is done with winning yet this year. I think he's probably going to get a couple of more. If not, he could get three. I think he might get a couple just before the playoffs. And then he's going to get a couple more in the playoffs. So, I said it at the start of the year. As soon as, it, before the start of the year actually. As soon as it was announced that Kyle Busch was going to be driving the 8 car. I said, that's your new champion right there. That's going to be your new, your 2023 NASCAR champion is going to be Kyle Busch. Um... Just because of, you know, the situation that happened and how it all transpired, who he ended up landing with. It's just one of those things that it's um, it's lightning in a bottle. You, you're not going to do it twice. And like next year, he may not be this strong. He may be. He may surprise us all. But he may not be this strong. And I think this is just um, a lot of... Well, I shouldn't say a lot of the success. I think some of the success that he's having this year is just because of the things he went through last year. And for me, I love it. I hope he keeps kicking ass, you know. Um, I've said it many times. I was not a Kyle Busch fan when he was driving a Toyota. I am a Kyle Busch fan while he's driving a Chevy. And it's also, as I get older and I learn more lessons in life and I am able to take myself out of situations and be, you know, um, what's the words I'm looking for here? I can take myself out of a situation and, and, and see that same situation from someone else's view. I'm being, I guess, open-minded, I guess would be what I'm looking for. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, as I am learning them lessons, I'm seeing them lessons take place with Kyle Busch. You know, he's you're, you're watching him mature, um, both with his driving, the way he handles himself in interviews. and um, Even when he's mad now, he's not pouty and just out of control ridiculous um, in his interviews. You know, he, he, he may still be biting his tongue. He may be biting his lip. He may want to say a lot more than what he is. But I think that mature aspect of him is is showing, and I'm definitely seeing it. And I think it's, I think it has to. It doesn't really have to do with what he went through last year with the Toyota and losing his ride at Gibbs. I think it has more to do with his family and 
and getting the family and he's he's involved in his son Braxton's uh, racing career and getting him going on the right foot as his career is is getting in its later stages you know he knows that the end of his career is on the horizon but his son's is just just starting to take off and he's he's making that move going from everything's all about me to everything is all about my son now you know so as a dad I can I can relate to that I can I can understand what he's going through and and I can see that in his just the way he carries himself just the way he operates so that's why I'm more of a Kyle Busch fan today than I was 10 years ago or seven years ago, you know, and, you know, being in a Chevy has something to do with that too. So, cause I'm, I'm loyal to the Chevys, but, but that's my take on the Kyle Busch. I was, I was really hoping that he would win that just to match Toyota's win total, but it didn't happen. Maybe, maybe this week at Nashville, it might happen. Who knows? Um, just a couple quick things to talk about as far as news and notes go in the NASCAR. We got Jimmy Johnson has, I don't know if it actually, he announced it or if Legacy Motor Club announced it, but um, he will be driving a Toyota next year in 2024. Not sure how many races he'll be driving. I don't know if he's going to be on like a partial um, schedule like he is this year. I don't know. Is it just going to be a one-off? Is it going to be half the schedule? We don't know yet, but he will be driving some more races next year for Legacy. Um, let me see here. I had... Yeah. Because this year he's driven, what, three races? He ran in the Daytona 500, which he was doing really good in that. He was top 10. Um, I think he was somewhere around 7th, 8th place. And then he got in a real, really late wreck, took him out. I don't know where he finished at exactly, but he was doing really good at Daytona 500. Um, he raced at Coda. I think he made two laps at, at Coda, and somebody took him out. Um, and then he also raced at Charlotte during the Coke 600, which he only raced a, what, a handful of laps, and he was taken out of that also. Um, so, And then he's going to run here in a couple weeks at Chicago Street. So we'll see what he's got as far as the street course goes. Um, I hope he does good just because it's Jimmy. Uh, and he's, you know, he's trying to make a, he's, he's trying to make a return, trying to, trying to show that he hasn't lost anything. And I don't, I don't think he's lost anything. I think it has a lot to do with just these new cars because when he retired, obviously these cars were not what he was used to so he's kind of getting a feel for these new cars and he's not in them every week i think he needs to add a few more races to his schedule to get the feel for these things a little bit better um but and it also has to do with legacy is just on a down year um i don't think it has anything to do with chevy I could be wrong. Again, this is me just speculating. It, uh, I don't think it has anything to do with Chevy. I think it has to do with maybe the, um, I don't want to say the leadership. I think they're just adjusting to 
the opportunities that they have in front of them. They're still trying to get themselves lined up, straightened out, and figuring out which is the best foot to put forward. You know, they're just... It's kind of like moving into a new house. you got to get all your furniture arranged, and you don't know exactly where you're going to put everything. So you got to move everything around, figure out where you want it, where it looks best, where you're comfortable with it. And then it becomes home, and I think that's kind of where where they are right now. They're still moving furniture, if you will. So they're, they're still trying to figure out what's going to work best for them. You know, because you got two seven times as, at, at the head of the table. Usually... Usually the big dogs don't always get along like that. They don't always see eye to eye when they're in equal roles. So that may have something to do with it. I don't know. Um, I think with them going to Toyota is really going to help them. I think they're going to be able to get some of this stuff that's going on this year, and they're going to be able to put it behind them and move forward. Because I don't think um, I don't think they saw this year coming, really. I, I don't think... I think they had, as all teams do, I guess, um, they had bigger aspirations for this year. Obviously, every team has very high expectations, especially at that level. But, uh, you know, Eric Jones was doing really, really well last year, I thought. And then he's just kind of nowhere this year. So I think all the stumbles and fumbles has really caught him off guard. And now they just can't quite get themselves together to, to move it forward. But I think they just need to salvage what they can out of this year, switch over to Toyota, get the garage lined out, get them front offices lined out, and then start fresh next year. Um, I think they will be I think they'll be doing much better as a team next year. So and I think it's really going to help Noah Gregson. You know, I think um, I think Gregson just kind of got, with this being his first year in the Cup, and he's kind of come into, he's just kind of come into a messy house. You know, he's he's trying to get us, he's he's trying to get established, and and so is the team. So it's it's you know he's got double the the mess going on around him. And uh, so he, I don't know, it's it's just crazy. It's just, from the outside looking in, Legacy just looks like a total, it looks like a house divided, it looks like a total, like a tornado just went through the trailer park. And hopefully they can, once they get switched over to Toyota, they can get it all lined out, get going, and Eric Jones and Noah Gregson can start putting up some better results than what they have been this year, because... We know they're capable of it. You know, I think Noah Gregson should be right there with Ty Gibbs. He's just not quite in the equipment that Ty is. So once he gets in some better equipment, I think them results are going to follow. I mean, he may not be tearing it up as far as wins, but, you know, he's not going to be finishing 35th every week either. So that's got to be frustrating for the poor young man. I I, I can't I, I couldn't imagine what he's going through cuz you know he this is his first year. He's wanting to make a, you know, he's wanting to show his friends that he he belongs there. He deserves to be there and then and then you you just you you make a mess of yourself on on TV and and 
and in the sport, and it's just he's probably embarrassed about it, even though he shouldn't be, because I don't think he has anything to do with this. Him and Eric Jones are just kind of along for the ride at this point. They just got to wait for the house to get cleaned up, and then everything's gonna straighten themselves back up. So, but maybe since we just got this announcement of Jimmy driving in 2024 for Legacy. I don't know how long it'll be before we find out how many races he's going to run. Hopefully he runs a few more than what he ran this year. I think Chicago is supposed to be his last one. Um, I could be wrong. Probably am. Wouldn't be the first time, that's for sure. But uh, I think Chicago might be his last one for this year. So hopefully he runs more than four next year. I'd like to see him get in about six or eight, you know, races. And then go from there, see where it goes from there. But so we got Jimmy news, and well, talking about Noah Gregson, we have some Noah news. They have announced well, it wasn't Noah Gregson that announced this, but it was Legacy Motor Club that announced that they will appeal the suspension that Noah Gregson got from the St. Louis, where he had the issue with the greenhouse on his car. Um, he got hit with. 60 points, five playoff points for both the team and the driver and his crew chief. He lost his crew chief for two races, uh, one just being Sonoma and the second one being Nashville. I do not know at this point if the crew chief has already set out or if they just kind of waited to see what happens with this suspension. You know, some teams, some teams play it differently than others. I'm not sure how Legacy played this one. Um, he may have not, he may have not set out at Sonoma. I am not sure, but he was still fined seventy-five thousand dollars. The crew chief was, so um, they are going to appeal that. I'm not, sh I'm not sure what you can really do to the, to the greenhouse of a car other than kind of sand it down and make it a little bit more aerodynamic. Apparently, if it's legit, and I don't know, but if they did to the greenhouse what NASCAR is saying they did to the greenhouse, I can only imagine that it would just kind of make that top just a little bit more curvier maybe to let that almost, almost to where it would basically be like a spoiler on the top of the car you know just curve it just very minute very minute little bit of, of uh, curvature difference than the rest of the cars that might give him just a little bit more downforce maybe but I don't know I mean I mean I haven't in all my years I haven't seen too many people get penalized for the greenhouse so that's kind of new new to me and we will We'll see how that plays out, both with the appeal and see if they ever put this little greenhouse on display for everybody to see so we'll know what they did. Um, but they are going to appeal that, and we should be finding out what happens with that in the next week or so. Um, and that's really all I've got this week as far as the actual on-track news. We get into this fantasy stuff. 
another big day, another big week here as far as the, the fantasy game goes. Hunter has fallen out of the lead again. Joe T is putting up a fight. I, I kind of, I'm sitting back in 13th place now, so I don't really have a dog in this race, but it is fun to watch Joe and Hunter go at it. Um, I picked old uh, Daniel Downshift Suarez, so I was totally screwed from the get-go. I think we, uh, waiting for this race to happen, right? This is this is how it was. I was waiting for this race to happen. I work on Sundays, so I have to record the races. So I work all day. I come home anticipating this race because I've got Suarez at Sonoma, right? I'm gonna do good. I'm gonna I'm gonna climb up these rankings. Third turn, he downshifts, and all I hear is the announcer say, "Whoa, something's going on with Suarez. He's." He's losing spots, losing spots, and then they say what he did, and they said, well, we're waiting for that engine to blow up, and it's like three turns into the race, and I'm like, great, that's just great. So, yeah, that was my day, just waiting for Daniel Downshift to blow up, and Hunter picked Hunter picked Suarez too, so that's why he lost, he lost the lead. Um, I don't remember who Joe had. Who did Joe pick? I think did Joe pick Busher? Give me just a second here, I can pull it up and tell you. Joe No. Joe picked the Almondinger. He went with the Dinger. Well good job, Joe. He is twelve points up on Hunter. So the top five in this thing is, and you can go to ridingthewall.com, go to standings, and you will see the top. Well, you'll see the, the whole list of standings as I'm reading them off. you got Joe, Hunter, Josh, Sam, and Mofat now in the top five. Mofat climbed up three spots. And Joe T has a 12-point lead now. I don't think Hunter has ever been down by 12 points, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he handles this. Um... <laughs> I know last time he lost the lead, he did not like it. He was not happy. Um, but I do enjoy the back and forth between Joe and Hunter. They are definitely putting on a show. This is Last year, Hunter took the lead and never looked back. Ended up winning this thing by... It was it was crazy. But um, he made it look easy. And now this this year, he's gotten, he's he's got a struggle. He's on the struggle bus this year. Hunter and Josh both picked Daniel Downshift last week. So yeah, we got the biggest movers was MoFat moved up three spots. We got Riggs moved up three spots. He went ahead of me now. Earl up three spots. He picked Busher last week. I do know that. Uh, he's he's making his way back up there. He had. He had um, total devastation for Earl. He picked Jimmy Johnson at the Coke 600, first one out. He had a meltdown. I had to talk him off the ledge a little bit. I think I needed to do more talking. But uh, past two races, though, he's come back, and he's moving back up. He's 
he's up three spots. So it'll be interesting to see what he's got at Nashville. Um, let's see who else moved up. Jeremy moved down four spots. He had uh, he had the old red dick this week. <laughs> uh, which made me nervous when I I had Suarez and I seen the picks and I seen that uh, Jeremy had Reddick. I thought, oh man, because I, I thought I should have picked Reddick. I thought I made a mistake by not taking Reddick at Sonoma, but turns out. You know, my day was bad, but it could have been worse. And we got Shannon down four spots. So, other than that, we just got a lot of people stayed the same. We got a couple up one, down one. So, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting what happens. We got Chevy's won nine races. Toyota's got five and Ford is still at two. Nashville, like I said, it's a Chevy track, so I'm expecting Chevy to win another one. Um, but it is going to be nice to have an off week. So, I mean, I can only imagine what it's like to be a driver with this kind of schedule. Because you got to figure, you know, these guys are out there. And they're racing on Sunday, but their week really starts probably Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then even their off days, they're doing things like signing autographs, and and so they don't probably don't really have as as much downtime and home time as as they need, and they want, I'm sure. So, and they only get a couple of a couple of weeks off during the year. So, hopefully, they can take advantage of this. Uh, this down week, enjoy Father's Day. I know my wife asked me, so why why they ran on Mother's Day? Why can't they race on Father's Day? So well, they ain't got no moms out there on the track. You get a couple moms out there on the track, they might not race on Mother's Day too. But <laughs> yeah, she didn't like that. She didn't. She didn't understand the that uh, you got a bunch of dads out there driving. So yeah, they want to be off on Father's Day. So. And I can't blame them. I'm glad they got it off. I hope they all can enjoy themselves, kind of take a week and just let loose a little bit. But as far as this fantasy stuff goes, we will... It's good to take a week off of that, too, sometimes, you know. Um, just that stress of who's my driver going to be, and it seems like as soon as you, you know, as soon as the race is over, you're already stressing who's your, gun, who's your driver going to be this time, so... It is nice to have a week off of that too. So, not only for the drivers, but you know the teams, the fans, the the people like me playing fantasy NASCAR. Just it's it's good to have a week off for everybody. So, um, definitely gonna definitely gonna enjoy it. And I'm still trying. I'm just 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 I'm just talking out loud now at this point, but. There is a little group of people right above me in this fantasy league, and I'm wanting to catch them because H.R. Scotty is at the top of them. It's 8th, ninth, and 10th place. You got H.R. Scotty, you got my boy Justin, and you got Mama Lou all right there together. They're only three points apart. 
but I'm down in 13th and I am I am what 18 points away from him so I'm trying to catch him and I'm, I'm gonna catch him I'm gonna catch him I don't know when I keep telling HR it's gonna be this week it's gonna be this week I'm gonna catch you but I haven't caught him yet he just for somehow some way he just keeps staying right above me just keeps staying just out of reach but that's all right, Scotty. I'm going to get you by the end of the year. I'm going to get you. You mark my words on that. I will finish ahead of you at the end of the year. So that's that's my message to you. And Justin said he's going to beat you. He's going to pass you along before that. So um, I don't know what Mama Lou's going to do. She, you know, just depends on how she's feeling that day. She... <laughs> But I'm sure she, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to speak for Mama Lou, so. Um, but the points did bunch up quite a bit. Points bunched up quite a bit, so all it takes is one one good race, and you can move up quite a few spots. If you're, if you're in this fantasy league, one good race, you can move up quite a few spots. One bad race, you can go down a lot, so. Right now, you definitely be want to be watching your P's and minding your P's and Q's, crossing your T's and dotting your I's and all that jazz. And at least until these points start spreading out a little bit more. So, but for everybody in this, be getting them Nashville picks. Like I said, make it a good one because it's going to count this next week. Um, then after that, we're going to be looking looking ahead to Chicago. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about there. Looking forward to my boy Justin getting back in here next week and able to bounce some stuff off of each other. You know, we can have that conversation. So, because this, this doing it alone stuff is just different. It's just different. So, but it's all right. It's all right. I'm getting used to it. So, but um, that's really all I've got. And um, we will look forward to next week when actually we'll still be looking forward to nashville at this time next week won't we it's weird but um yeah we'll be talking about nashville we'll probably talk a little bit about chicago we'll talk about his his vacation a little bit and whatever else we have to we can talk about and get into so uh so we'll we'll be back next week talking about it and as my boy says 